what's up citizens i am your v podcaster host jay starks and welcome to the bingo book podcast i appreciate you for joining us on our epic journey we are on episode eight man eight 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 that's what we're doing we eating right now you gotta love it you gotta love it wow this was a a pretty long week i hope that you're having a great week so far um, you know, to all of our listeners, you know, getting to today's episode, uh, coming from this past Saturday, it felt like it took a little bit of time, but I'm not complaining about that. I, you know, got to, you know, rest my loins just a little bit, uh, focus on a couple things. Uh, you know, we got a lot of things, um, out the way. So hopefully today we'll show that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're headed towards a, Really good show for you guys today. So we are going to, of course, cover our winter 2022 anime that's up for discussion. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But we're also going to look at the Crunchyroll 2022 uh, Anime Award winners. Uh, I say probably about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, we had, uh, probably, I think that was episode four, uh, we covered all of the nominees and now, you know, we're going to look at the winners and see how well we did, you know, did, did the people that we love, did they win? But first off, I need to, um, I need to head to my office so we can really get into this. All right. So let's, let's, uh, let's do that. Shall we? <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a lot better. So I feel like kind of <laughs> maybe a little too large right now. Let me shrink myself just a little bit just a tad there we go I, that works that works for me okay so of course we have to talk about our uh anime for discussion and for our winter 2022 uh session that's on wednesday and we have six animes that is tokyo 24th ward sasaki and miyano tribe nine love of kill Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer. Now, if you're new, you know, to, you know, watching our podcast, uh, you know, or listening, then we, you know that I have, or you, well, you may not know, but I'll tell you, we have three key factors that I use to review animes that I think is really important. And that's animation, story progression, or, you know, the pace of uh, the anime, how, you know, how it's transitioning from point A to Z. And then lastly, dialogue, which is, you know, pretty much the uh, textual conversation uh, that happens and the, the great, wonderful voice actors uh, that do a good job on trying to capitalize and translating that dialogue to us. Um, and then I, we also have the rating ceiling, which you'll see up top, where I rate the uh, episodes from one through seven, one being the worst, two terrible, three not good, four the middle, five good, six great, and seven is the best. Okay, we have that out of the way. So, you know, let's go ahead and get into our first uh, anime for today's session, and that is a Tokyo 24th Ward. And uh, you know, we're now coming up on episode six, which is titled Under the Green Flower. And, you know, of course, with, you know, thinking about this title, I, you know, automatically thought, like, okay, we're going to go to 
a garden of some sort, you know, and I I wasn't too sure how this will play into uh, the episode because, you know, nothing prior to has led me to believe like, okay, we're going to go to this botanical garden. Right. (laughs) But no, you know, this, this episode was, um, was interesting because we got to see uh, a preview of what uh, Koki's father had been working on, uh, you know, since he, you know, been working with Sark and, you know, heading his own operations. And his main goal is, hey, you know, I believe that we can prevent crime and I have the tools necessary that can 100% predict crime and, and prevent it. And I want to put those measures into place. And he was able to uh, showcase that to his son for the first time, like the the kind of the big brain powers that's behind, you know, the decisions that he's making. And I got to tell you, that was a shocker in the end. Although I will say that there are some people that um, kind of foretold, you know, reading some of the comments, uh, you know, uh, on the um, subscription services, um, and you know, they were, you know, few people were like, nah, yeah, I, I kind of saw this coming. It made perfect sense to me. Uh, but for me, you know, I wasn't really putting, I, that's one thing I could say that I love about myself. And I guess this could be a, um, good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you take it is I'm able to watch, like consume, you know, entertainment or whatever it is. And completely be lost in uh, the the entertainment of it, you know, what they're trying to portray, the story that they're trying to say. Now, it's not usually into like if the story or something is just just bleeding bad that I'm like, okay, this is just ridiculous. But if everything is firing on all cylinders, then, you know, it's really easy for me to just kind of feel like I'm sucked up into that world. Um, And a few of my friends, you know, they kind of rag on me a little bit because, you know, they're source material people, you know, they like, Hey, like, you know, the story needs to match the manga or the story needs to match the books that created, you know, the, the, the whole outline, you know, if they're going to do a live action or, or animated uh, adaptation to it, then it needs to follow very closely to the source. And for me, I'm not like that at all. I, I, I honestly don't care if it matches the source material or not. In most cases, yes, it would be great if the, um, the, uh, the adaptation matched up to the source material. But in my mind, it's like, as long as whatever I'm watching, whatever I'm consuming is good, then why am I complaining if it's, cl- you know, close to the story or not? It just, to me, it's just, as long as it's good, then I'm, I'm fine. And so, you know, that's kind of the, the, the golden egg that, that's, uh, you know, I guess you could say I, uh, experience when I'm, um, watching things that I enjoy. And, you know, here in this episode, one of the things that I found to be really interesting or that, that was said, was by Miss Kane, who is uh, Koki's mother. You know, we kind of got a, a little glimpse of, you know, her personality and, and who she is uh, for, you know, a little bit. And she said something that was very sticking. Um, the statement was, what's important 
is for everyone to think about what's right together. And, you know, I feel like that's a really important statement. That's a bit, that's a major statement to say, you know, we can argue to the moon about um, if you think this is right, or if you think this is wrong, you know, and vice versa. But if we're all collaborating together to figure out what's right together, then, you know, we could, you know, the future is probably going to be more, a good word i want to use for it the the future is going to be brighter you know it's going to be much better you know and that's not to say that everything has to be um you know agreed upon or whatnot you know there you know you hear the saying all the time of agree to disagree you know or and or even deeper like hey let's compromise on some things and that happens from you know a, a lot in today's society especially but you do have a differing of opinions as well, too. And I think that uh, in the grand scheme of things, uh, if we're, you know, especially if people are involved and we're working together, uh, you know, only good results can come out of that when we're working together and trying to get to whatever the said goal is. Right. OK, so grading episode six for Tokyo 24th Ward, the animation was great. Uh, there were some scenes there when you talk about the uh, transitioning from the the, the ship um, and showing kind of flashbacks from the previous episode, uh, you know, that of things that took place on this ship, uh, i.e. explosives and what have you. Uh, but also um, like the smoke grenades that went off uh, when they tried to save uh, Rand, the whole do red group. Um, you know, kind of swooped in there and, and saved it. And just, you know, seeing things like that in an animation, and it really feels like a smoke screen, of course. Uh, one thing I, I definitely give a, a big grade on for Tokyo 24th Ward is uh, their, uh, you know, I, I don't know, sound team, just they do a really, really good job on, you know, just developing that and making you feel like whatever the sound is, like that's you can connect it instantly. And so, you know, with the smoke bomb scene, I mean, I I was like, man, I'm gonna I might have to duck for cover, you know, because this is this is getting a little bit too real. Uh story progression. Story progression was great as well. Um, you know, coming from the last episode, which was really a uh heart-wrenching ending, and you know, and I wanna say that this added a little bit more texture to, um, you know, the characters and how they defer so much. And, you know, this, that's kind of been the theme of this whole um, anime. And I, you know, I'll, I'll say this again is that, you know, you have these three young men who uh, grew up together and, you know, they were a team. They, you know, everything that they did together was about fun, but also for the better of the community. And, uh, you know, it, it felt like nothing could really split, split them apart. But when death happened and uh, different literal, uh, living situations occurred, and of course, as they got older and found themselves in company with each other again, you had, um, you know, these three separate minds, these three separate egos, um, you know, personalities that had differing opinions of how they envision life. And I mean, that's how most of us, see things you know we see things 
very different, you know, and there's some overlapping things that we can usually most people can agree on, but there are some things that usually stick out like a sore thumb too. And, uh, you know, that was definitely, you know, one of the pivotal points in this episode to show like, Hey, um, this is something that how we feel. And now you're wondering, you know, how are they going to overcome this hurdle because of such diversity between, uh, thoughts of justice specifically on um, dialogue dialogue was great you know i i really enjoyed the dialogue here a lot um you know even the scene where they were interrogating uh one of the uh, kids um that was i guess you say a, a criminalized or a criminal they uh interviewed his grandmother and you know she was just as sweet as can be and talked about how you know, nice her grandson was and he did all the thing, you know, did nothing but good things, but he was really into tech and all that stuff. And it's little stuff like that that I really enjoy about anime because they really try to humanize the experience. And in, in instances like this, don't get me wrong, like there are some animes where, you know, it's just so supernatural that it's kind of hard to instill those, um, you know, uh, human experiences that we all go through so they could become more relatable but man i tokyo 24th war they do a, a really good job of this so in conclusion you know this episode was great you know i'd say maybe one of the best uh episodes in terms of like progression and dialogue and how they moved along and kind of show you the the reach richness and deepness of um, you know, the people that's in inhabiting this, this location in, in Japan. Okay. And we move on to our next anime and that is Sasaki and Miyano. And they are on episode five and the title is called bit by bit. So, you know, this is pretty obvious what this is about. Uh, you know, this is, a BL title and you know one can only assume bit by bit is hey I'm getting to know someone uh little by little gradually you know things are building up and you know that's exactly what this episode entailed but you know just coming back from um episode six I believe I was saying hey I think episode five is gonna be the episode where Sasaki and Miyano, some way, somehow, they 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 uh, lift the lid off the can <laughs> about how they feel for each other. And I was definitely right. <laughs> Maybe not 100% because it wasn't a, um, it wasn't, I, I would, I'm not going to say it wasn't mutual because it was definitely, uh, definitely some semblance, some, some, uh, you know, fragments of both of them feeling the same way but definitely one-sided type of thing and you know it made me think about uh, you know kind of going back to a story that i told uh in episode six where um you know i had this crush on a uh school girl that i, I was you know going to school with and you know we you know pretty much like you know an exchange happened and we ended up uh, dating. You know, we met, I'm trying to see if I can summarize the story like really fast, 
So I gave, uh, she was really in desperate, like, hey, I really want some candy. I happened to go to the store and I played this. Uh, I should say I played this, but I, I just, tr I tried to gain her favor. So I go to this corner store, I get candy, and um, I'm just waiting for this perfect opportunity once I get on the bus headed to our school to lend her the candy and be like, hey, like, you know, I got you. Like, here you go. And see, uh, the moment happened, she accepted. And then maybe a week later or so, I get this knock on my door. Uh, it's her older sister. And it's a letter, pretty much her professing, you know, her uh, her love or liking me and i was just ecstatic because i you know i and i don't think anybody in my my circle of friends like were like hey like he likes you type of thing and but it's very possible that poking around happened and maybe she did find out that way because i did i, I feel like i expressed that to at least one or two of my friends but you know i'm just one of those guys it's like i i play it cool you know by all means and you know if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't and i it's it's, it's really no big deal to me but you know i i was really hoping that she would you know feel a brother i mean honestly like hey like and uh of course you know i got the letter and it was her saying hey i like you a lot you know would you be consider being my boyfriend and i say yeah like I, i'm like yeah absolutely thinking and so the letter says hey meet me and i can't remember like the location that we met in but there was a location in like our apartment complex that we lived in that we were going to meet at and so i'm headed toward like i'm like okay i'm you know getting dressed on like put my shoes on and i'm about to head over to this location and her her older sister and the girl that i i liked were like literally still downstairs from my apartment because we stayed on the second second third second floor and i go and so i'm just like shocked that they're like right there or not and then uh she they you know she looks at me and i look at her and i say like yeah i i definitely would would date you know date you and you know so she's all smiling and her sister's like oh you know the, you know doing all all the all the most and i want to say like we hugged it out and um we just kind of chopped it up like downstairs we just talked about just random little things but that's kind of where this bit by bit kind of comes into play. You know, with this episode of Sasaki and Miyano, it's getting to learn each other a little, you know, more um, as time goes on, getting to know each other a little bit as time goes on. And that's what happened with me and uh, this young lady is we, you know, we start to get to know each other and I'm just, you know, excited to, to hear her story of like how her mom and her dad uh, they were living in a whole nother city and they decided to relocate because of work, uh, but also to like get a, a change of scenery for uh, the, you know, their girls, their daughters. And, um, you know, they were pretty excited to be there. But one thing that I will say, and, you know, I'm trying not to toot my horn too much, but for some reason, like I was the, I was able to, you know, date some of the finest people ever you know and, and so i might be i don't know maybe a seven to most people um but i was able to get the nines and tens <laughs> like something like coveted by the school like okay this is a nine or ten right like easily and um 
I can't. And so because of that, I had a whole bunch of people that love to, um, you know, try to go after who I was talking to. You know, I, well, I shouldn't take trying to, they were trying to go after them, but it was uh, frequent that, okay, you know, my girlfriend might, you know, be getting hit on or whatnot. And uh, because I'm always been like a more secretive person, I don't say secretive. It's just, I don't believe in like telling all of my business to everybody. So what me and my, you know, my significant other do, that's like our business or whatnot. So anyways, while I'm dating her and she's, you know, all this stuff is happening, it wasn't a big deal to me because I'm not jealous. But as I got to know her more over time, I was kind of like, man, she's, she's so pretty, but like, there's really nothing She's not, uh, I couldn't have like the greatest conversations with her. And that's really important to me is like, hey, like, do we have something that we can relate to and talk about? You know, like I like shine people with shining personalities and don't get me wrong. Like I've dated shy people before and that's not a that's that's not a deal breaker or whatnot like i'm i'm fine with that but as long as we can find things that we enjoy to talk about and you are a motivated person and like to do a lot of other things then that's great well this you know we're young so that makes sense that she wasn't uh <laughs> it makes sense that she wasn't just like this deep thinker or anything like that but and so i just remember us being uh, you know, we had dated for a while at this time and, you know, the time of how long we were dating, I don't remember, honestly, because it was so long ago, but I just remember us being like outside in the parking lot and um, she was, uh, we were uh, holding on to each other and looking at each other's in the eyes and she says, hey, like, you know, you know, there's a lot of other guys that like me and stuff like that. And I don't think that they believe that me and you are dating. Um, so, you know, I, so I'm telling her, like, I, I don't care what other people think. Like, you know, that's that's their problem. You know, I, I you know, we're we're together. So what's what's the problem? And she says, well, if you like if you like me so much, like you say you do, then why not? Why don't you kiss me? And I, <laughs> I said, I don't know why, but I was like, um, no. <laughs> uh, but I didn't say no. It, it was I was just like, like nah, like I'm not gonna kiss you because of what other people think, and you want to prove other people wrong. Like that's not how it goes. Like. You know, just because others feel this way about us, about you, and that doesn't make this relationship unreal, you know? And so um, just me being a prisoner of that moment, you know, and uh, but also being steadfast in, like, what I believe, you know, I was just like, nah, like, if I'm going to kiss you, like, I'm going to kiss you on my own terms. And she was, she got like really upset about that. But I will say that in hindsight, I believed that, that was a red flag in my life. So I want y'all to hold on to that red flag because future stories are coming. <laughs>
But okay, so um going on also going on to with this episode that, that I found really interesting, and I'm gonna show y'all um, you know, a picture. So as you can see, there are kids, you know, and one of them is Miano, who's probably one of the main characters in the story. You can see him in the middle. And then you see other kids that are running uh, right in front of them. And if you look, you see that they have these colored headbands on them. And usually they are red and white. Now, in Japanese culture, these are called hachimaki. And what's interesting about the hachimaki is, well, when I was in Japan, I didn't really get to see this, which I found to be like really interesting because you you would think uh say i went during the was it springtime i say like spring summertime that you would see this uh but no I, I didn't see that i mean of course i see plenty of uh kids in their uniforms and whatnot but never saw the hachimaki so i'm pretty sure that's something that if you want to see it especially from uh the school students then you actually have to be on the campus um, because most likely they're going to change clothes or whatnot. And, you know, you won't be able to preview that outside. But, uh, you know, just a, a little bit of history behind the Hachimaki is um, it's a worn usually as a symbol of effort or courage. And I'm like, man, how dope is that? That, you know, you have these kids in um, PE or physical fitness class that, are wearing these headbands and they're battling it out, you know, against each other because they have, you know, their own two teams, one that's a white team and one that's a red team. But the whole symbolism behind these headbands is, hey, like have courage, effort, like do your best, basically, you know, and I thought I think that's like really, really cool, um, you know, for the, you know, in this culture. Uh, also, these um headbands are worn by members in the military so and that makes sense you know being uh you know i, I could see why a military member would want to wear the headband because you know to get through whether it be boot camp basic training um you know maybe a more excruciating physical fitness test and stuff like that you know wearing those headbands might give you that just extra boots like boost of spirited energy for you to uh, get the job done. So that makes makes sense to me. Now, the origin of the Hachimaki is really not known as far as uh, history records go, but it has been noted that uh, samurai wore these to stop the cuts, um, but also they wore them uh, inside of their helmets so that it would make it a little bit more comfortable. And that makes a lot of sense to me because you know, those samurai metal helmets are <laughs> probably uh, heavy. And then, you know, it's easily for you probably to get cut or, you know, brush up against your your scalp or, you know, your, your skin on your forehead. And I know that does not feel good. So, you know, having a, a you know, a headband definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then another thing is uh, the Hachimaki was also worn with, uh, kamikaze pilot. So if there's any history buffs out there, then you know, uh, I want to say world war, war, wait, war, war, <laughs> world war two. Um, you know, there was a signs of a kamikaze pilots and, uh, it said that they wore these before flying to their deaths 
um, when crashing the planes into their enemies or territories and stuff like that. So, but I mean, when you think about the the whole note of, hey, this this is a symbol of effort and courage. Courage being the the main point. I mean, man, like to put that on and know that you're going to your death, like that definitely takes some some courage for sure. Um, now, in the middle of the headbands, which you can't see, uh, you know, un- unfortunately, on uh, the uh, screenshot here from Sasaki and Miyano, is that in the middle of their headbands, there's usually a slogan. It's like a you know symbols of uh, kanji uh, that may be there, and it'll have words uh, that you know, have different meaning to them. So uh, some, for some examples, you'd see something like he's soul, which is determined to win. Like, oh, like I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to try my best to, to win this. You also have gokaku, which is success. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely going to have success doing this. And probably the biggest one that you probably hear in a lot of anime uh, or, you know, just in general, when you're uh, looking at Japanese culture is Ichiban, which is number one. I'm number one. <laughs> All right. So grading this episode for um, Sasaki and Miyano, episode five, I say the animation was good. You know, nothing that was world beating, you know, and, I, you know, this is kind of the theme of the anime where it's very... Um, sticking to a script and it doesn't want to do too much. And I think that that's good, you know, to kind of, um, you know, keep the 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 spirit of what a BL is and not to go truly overboard. But, you know, of course, you know, the animation could be uh, even better, but it's trying to capture this warm kind of loving feeling. And I think it's doing a pretty good job of that. Uh, story progression, I think it's good. Uh, you know, this... You know, I'd say this episode wasn't moving the needle a whole bunch because we kind of saw this coming, you know, as far as the relationship between Sasaki and Miyano. Uh, but, you know, just seeing that profession of love come out, like, I was like, oh, <laughs> I love this so much. Like, this is just, this is, this is awesome. Like, I, you just love to see, um, you know, someone that has a strong feeling for someone express that and you know hopefully that it's received because i mean i know that if if you're like me and you know you've been on social media or youtube you've seen how proposals and uh you know love professions can be a complete blow up i mean hell even tiktok you know it, it could be a place where you could end up becoming a meme for a year <laughs> maybe even longer than that it just depends you never know but um the dialogue i would say was uh i I was actually in the middle about the dialogue it wasn't uh that that much there like it felt kind of dry as far as the context goes when they were talking um you know very stereotypical things so i wasn't necessarily moved by things that were happening besides like our main characters but in conclusion it was still a pretty good episode so um you know i think that anybody that watched it are going to be excited for the next episode to come all right we move on to our third anime title and that is tribe nine now 
We're on episode five of Tribe Nine, and it's titled What I Wanted to See. And so this is a statement that you see from uh, one of the newer characters. You know, he continues to say this statement kind of frequently, uh, you know, throughout maybe episode four and in five. And eventually you kind of say, okay, this makes sense. Like what happened, but tribe nine is such an interesting anime to me because for one, I mean, I love the concept of, Hey, this is a baseball infused with kind of like gang culture type of show. And they do a real, like, this is a really good plot. Like I, I really like it. Now I definitely wasn't too satisfied with the last episode because I felt like we completely brushed over um, one of the characters, Kamiya. We kind of just brushed over his death. Like it was nothing, you know, it was just, you know, just easy to move on. But I got to say that uh, Tribe Nine is one of those animes that I like, it's like, I really, really like a lot, but it's like, they, there's some things that you see that man, it could be so much better. And that's like the thing that makes watching this anime so bad. It's like, you see the potential there, you know, and that, that's why it's, 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 it's not, um, you know, uh, it just makes me sad, you know, but animation, um, I gotta say that it was, you know, it was good. It was, it wasn't that bad. I was good. I'm, I want to say the middle, but it was good. Like the, uh, hits that were taken on and some of the, uh, one of the characters has this fireball and you can see him put in uh, uh, gas or oil on the, on the ball. And then he lights it and then he throws the ball. Of course he burns his hand, which, you know, I think most people, if they saw this, they would say like, okay, you're just going to palm this fireball in your hand. That's, you know, and you're okay. So I kind of like that. They made him a little bit more human and show that. Yeah. Like this actually hurts, but it's also like, why is this even a thing? <laughs> like, why would, like, why, like, if this is, y'all got special powers and y'all, you know, uh, equipment and stuff, like, why would you do this? It doesn't make any sense at all. And so, but the animation was, was still good. Uh, story progression was good as well. I think that the, where they're trying to move is kind of bring the spirits of the team together and they did a good job of that. And, you know, this episode was definitely the, the cursor for that. Uh, the dialogue was, I'm in the middle for the dialogue because there were moments where um, you, you see these comedy bits where you have one of the newer characters that was introduced to the team. Uh, and he says, you know, hey, you know, he's calling them monkeys and how they're not smart and all just all these different, like just demeaning names. And, you know, I kind of have a problem with some of the terms that they use, but I, I get it. You know, I get what, you know, why they were used um, and just kind of giving this feeling. But at the same time, I felt like it was overdone. And it's kind of like, man, like I'm just, this gets getting to the point where this feels more annoying than it's like actually, comical so i think most people that watch this uh episode they'll find some humor parts and find that it to be it was it was okay episode but it definitely probably made a lot of people cringe just a little bit you know okay so in conclusion you know i'm gonna say that this was uh 
this episode was good. You know, it, it, like I said, very close to being in the middle for me, but it was still good overall. And I mean, I'm glued, you know, I'm pretty much still watching Tribe 9 because I really do enjoy the plot and I kind of want to see like what happens uh, over time. Okay, we go on to our next anime. This is anime number four. That is Love of Kill. Now, this is episode five called Limit. Now, we just came off of Sasaki and Miyano, um, you know, in episode six, where we had uh, uh, that episode. With, no, it was episode four for Sasaki and Miyano called Limit. And Anytime there's a anime that's kind of based around love or uh, romance or anything of that nature, you know, limit automatically means to me like, hey, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, I really care about you so much and I've been bottling it up all this time and now I'm at my limit. I can't bottle it up anymore. Like my love for you is pouring out and I want to express that to you uh like as soon as possible. <laughs> you know, like right now I'm gonna grab you and let you know how I feel. And so I was expecting this episode to be this just over showcasing of love, but it it wasn't it wasn't that. It it it, it didn't really have that at all. So I was kind of surprised by by that um now one of the things that happened in this episode where um you had song high who was going against kind of this old nemesis named ho and ho and song they belong to this organization together that was kind of like they're bringing up now we don't know that so much about song but we do know that about ho that he was uh pretty much brought into this organization as a kid off the street that was you know practically homeless and you know put in this situation where now he's a part of this uh gang culture you know maybe uh yakuza might be the better term for for that but you know, Ho being brought in by this specific guy who was kind of like a father figure to him, uh, Song killed this guy, like cold-blooded. And we don't know what the motives were for Song or why it happened or anything like that. But after that happened and Ho realized what Song had did, you know, it was pretty much like I'm seeking vengeance from here on out because I got I have to avenge my father like figure. And so he spent a lot of time it's you know I guess chasing down song. We don't really know like the specifics of the past of you know what led him to uh finding finding song, but um you could I mean you can kind of piece it together and say that you know this was uh his swan song like as long, as long as he could see a uh, song hurt in some type of way uh, that he was willing to do that. So the a lot of the episode of Love a Kill has been really whole. Um, I was not patronizing, but uh, really uh, following all the things that Song was doing and realizing like, oh, I, I think he has a love interest. I'm going to try to take that away from him because he took someone important away from me. And... Um, in this, you know, they, they end up getting in a meeting uh, 
to, with each other, between, you know, in Song and, and Ho, they end up fighting each other. Now, there is a saying that you you may have heard that goes like this. Don't bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> and if this was not a living, screaming example of that, I don't know what is. Because in my mind, I'm like, okay, ho, you really going to fight song like this? What, like what? With that weapon? What is wrong with you, dude? Like, he's really crazy. That man is really crazy, crazy. And so, yeah, that was... I just that was a mind bender right there, but you know, obviously Ho had his own. Um, and, and people were like, okay, Jay over there just cussing. No, his name is spelled H O U. Okay, Ho. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, this episode, uh, you know, I think it just a, a, a little bit of what it engaged me with is you start to wonder if there are truly any underground hospitals around that aid these secret societies that might go on under the radar uh for you know bounty hunting or um i mean i've heard some you know stories about um people still in organs and stuff like that but you i mean those are things that you hear but you don't necessarily see it you know and that's if you really really dig in deep for it and so it really this episode really made me think about you know, how much stuff flies underneath our nose without us even knowing. And I mean, if you think about gang culture in itself, you know, and, and you know, flip back to um, organizations like the mafia, you know, it makes sense that, you know, this is probably something that's very likely happening in our own backyard and we wouldn't even know. And so I just find that like truly, truly interesting, you know, that things like this, uh, have occurred historically and probably likely still going on now. Um, but this uh, episode, the animation was great. Uh, the visuals are always have been always been pleasing, but not over the top great that um, that I thought that they would be. But in this anim this episode specifically, I mean, you got uh, to see a ship kind of coming into the port. Of course, the sounds are really really good um, as far as you know, kind of. Um, making you feel like you're in that setting where you might be taking a vacation where I was like, Oh my goodness. I might have to, I might have to pack my bags right now. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to go on a cruise. Uh, although I, you know, that's kind of crazy. I've never in all of my life. I've never been on a cruise. Like, not, not once. I mean, technically I have, but it was not really by choice, so to speak, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> Uh, so the dialogue or the story progression was good. Um, you know, it's, it's moving smoothly, nothing too crazy over the place. Uh, I, I, I felt like they could have moved the storyline a little bit faster because everything that happened, this episode felt a little filler-ish, but because of the conversations that take between uh, Chateau and Song and then Chateau's organization uh, where, you know, she's... Um, pretty much on suspension and it kind of uh or, or even going back prior to that uh her kind of ex escaping a, a perilous situation where she could have very much died you know and 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 then we wouldn't be talking about uh this anime going further but it was like i said it was pretty good uh story of so far 
Dialogue was great, you know, and that that's something that I got to give testament to the voice actors and uh, just how it was written. Like the scripts are fantastic. You know, I, you truly enjoy just listening to the dialogue that goes on between all of these different characters and showcasing their personalities and each one of them, they hit like so hard that where you truly feel where that character is coming from, for the most part. Um, and so in conclusion, like that, this was a great episode, you know, episode five limit was, uh, was, you know, even though I do feel that it was a little fillerish, like still everything else was, um, really good. And I mean, that's what makes, uh, you know, this episode, one of the, 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 the best, I should say the best, but, uh, one of the most watched animes of this season yet so far. Okay. Let's move on to our next anime, which is dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Attack on Titan. We are on episode 80, and the title was From You 2000 Years Ago. Now, if you've been following Attack on Titan, then you know that this title could only mean one thing, and that means we're going back into the past to figure out what happened 2,000 years ago. And that's pretty much what we got. We got a glimpse of the past of what happened, you know, to the um, founder, uh, Titan, and kind of how this whole story took place. Now, I'm not going to lie to y'all. That the story was crazy like and when i say crazy i mean like um very unrealistic you know i I could like it was hard for me to kind of say that okay this all makes sense but you know i had to kind of tweak my mindset of like hey this is attack on titan like this is what this world is all about this is what this universe is all about so you got to kind of take it for what it is this is not supposed to be a very uh, humanized experience, quote unquote, right? And so, so yeah. So I, I once I came to terms with that, I was like, okay, dang. Well, even though th- this is like really kind of out there, like it's still messed up what happened to the founder, you know. And uh, but I I saw this tweet that was so funny. It was it was it was hilarious. And uh, the tweet you you can see this on my Twitter page. Um, uh, which is in the descriptions if you care to look and find, look me up and find it. Uh, you, you know, you might have to do a little bit of scrolling, but it's a voiceover of a scene when a- Aaron Yeager speaks to everybody that's uh, in, oh, I can't remember the name of the the city. Ooh, excuse me. Gotta pat that baby. <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, you know, he's on is, you know, he's pretty much like speaking to everybody and they can hear his voice. And so this tweet was someone doing a complete voiceover on Aaron Yeager. And it sounded like he was getting on this one MC and he starts out by saying, hey, yo, what's popping subjects? <laughs> oh, I love that. I love I love that so much. I, I, I had a good time. Uh looking at that and you know definitely cracking up but 
Uh, and of course they did my my girl Mikasa kind of wrong in the video, but and I, I pointed that out. But hey, it's it's all in, in entertainment and all fun, good fun. So uh, I I liked it. But uh, the animation, I mean, this is Attack on Titan we're talking about here. So it was great. You know, uh, you know, I would say the best. Um, but I, you know, of course, you know, there wasn't like any like crazy fighting scenes or anything like that. And I feel like when I'm going to rate animation the best. I got to reserve it for like just these kind of um, godlike, you know, just just ridiculous so far out there that everybody's talking about the episode. Like to me, that's what, you know, usually will get like the best rating for me. Um, story progression was great. You know, it, it did a good job of telling the backstory of what happened. Uh, and of course, that paired up with the dialogue, which I thought was the best because, you know, trying to explain all of this, these um, historical events to us and to where we're able to, you know, consume it and understand it like was it was just super dope. And so overall, like this was a, a great episode. And man, like if you're like me, you felt truly bad for the founder, like, man, like she can't get you know, no rest. Um, you know, she got to completely just be this, I guess, quote unquote slave, you know, to, um, this, um, uh, uh, phenomenon that she pretty much started. And I don't know, it's just, it's so crazy. Cause I think most of us can see our, a little bit of ourselves in it, uh, where like, maybe you feel like a, um, a subject to, you know, the workforce where you're working a job and you feel like, man, like this is going to be my forever life. Like I'm always going to be working this nine to five job forever, you know, until I get old and like, who wants a life like that? Or, you know, and, and, and so you start to feel down about like, I'm, I'm constantly going to have to do this and you're seeking some type of uh, solace, something that's going to, um, you know, relieve you from having to do, you know, all this legwork, all this hard work and supporting yourself, you know, to put a, keep a roof over your head, food on the table and, and, you know, and all, all everything else in between. All right. And now we move on to our sixth anime, which is our last for our episode review. And that is Demon Slayer, woo! Episode forty-three, and it was called "Never Give Up." Now, now you know if an episode is called "Never Give Up," and you know these bad, bad boys and girl, <laughs> you can't you can't forget the girl now because she she pops up every now and again. Uh, but you know that this was um, going to be a, a a tough fight, and you know they're going to most likely give their all in these scenes. And man, how spectacular was this episode? I mean, my goodness, like just the man, you know, I, I'm just going to go ahead and rate the, 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 the episode so far. Like the animation was the best. I mean, it was just blistering good. The fight scenes when Tengen came out, oh, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get back to Tengen. I, I promise you, I'm going to get back to Tengen, but uh, story progression the best as well. I mean, they moved from uh, showing you, you know, hey, like uh, this society of demon slayers, they're going all out. They got, 
you know, young experience that you know want to do their best. And it felt like everything was going to go their way. And then next thing you know, you know, that drama comes into place and the villains that they're fighting are just powerful. And, you know, they pretty much put everybody on their butts, you know, and uh, these are upper ranked demons, you know, that, like some of the strongest uh, in this demon society that they're trying to fend off. And uh, not only that, but their, their task is, Hey, if you want to destroy these upper rank demons, because they're tethered to each other, you have to sever both for their necks at the same time, or at least around the same time, if you truly want to be able to uh, destroy them. And so that's a hard job where you got to basically split the band up uh, between um, uh, uh, Tanjiro, uh, Inosuke, uh, uh, Zenetsu, and of course, uh, our Hashira Tengen. And so they're kind of picking their spots of, you know, how can we, achieve this and defeat these uh demons and you know these upper rank demons they're not playing no games and you know the turn the tides definitely turn especially uh in the beginning of this episode but of course you know our hero which we'll, we'll come to that in just a moment but then you know the dialogue the best i mean man like just these scenes that we get that are heartfelt where tangido you know has these um almost um um dream like visions or or maybe like prophecy i don't i don't know what you would kind of call it but these visions where he's talking to his sister or his mother or you know someone in the family and they're telling him not to give up or um you know hey like you did like you don't have to apologize it's all these different things and you just felt these heartfelt moments and it's like man like you just want you just want the best for Tanjiro and, and the guys and the dialogue. That's what did it. Like the dialogue is really one of the biggest pieces that makes this whole thing uh, just feel so incredible alongside with uh, other pieces like the animation. But, you know, in conclusion, like this anime, this or episode rather, I should say was the best. Um, just what a fantastic episode. You know, I cannot, um, I got to give Tengen, so much props because as a Ashida, like, well, here's the thing about Tengen that I find to be really interesting. Okay, when we got to meet uh then Goku, right? There wasn't that much information about him, but as soon as you got to see him in the Mugen Train arc or movie, then you got to really see like what makes him such a cool guy, warm, and it like when you look at his techniques it really feels like all of this um, is uh, is a very representative of who he is as a person and as a Hashida. So with Tengen, you know, we didn't really know like what his um, specialty is. And of course, as episodes went on, we got to say, oh, okay, he, he's, uh, he has to do with like sound, like sound is, one of his uh, abilities, his specialties. And if you know, um, there's other characters like Inosuke who deals with sound as well, but a little bit different spin on how he utilizes sound. And so I'm, I'm now I'm kind of wondering like, um, well, I'll, I'll say that in a moment, but uh, Tengen, he just comes out of nowhere in the scene and he does this uh, move that he calls music score technique. And 
it, it basically allows him to, at least the way I perceive it is, he is able to sync up his um, the sounds and be able to predict everything that's happening. Now, mind you, Tengen has no arm. He has no hand. Like, he's missing an arm. And he's fighting with his weapon, which is kind of like a this, or he has, like, dual weapons. And he is just going bananas. <laughs> he is just going ham. I mean, he, like, he, it was just, it was so incredible to see and you know kind of uh you know how every every uh demon slayer came out to really never give up like the title you know says and you know put everything out on the line and you know give their all and and more um man just what a fantastic episode and i was just i i man this is this is definitely one of those episodes in demon slayer where people are going to go back and they're going to rewatch this episode uh, over again and i mean i said that about episode 42 these two episodes like together they're like a movie i mean think about it this is about i say these two episodes are maybe 40 minutes together and then the way that it ended the last scene it end, it felt like the ending of a movie like hey like this is the, the the end credits you know you get to get up and you get the clap and i you know one of my 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 homies uh cosmo he said it the best he said um you know the way that things ended uh in this episode felt very much like we're watching ReZero where uh starting life in another world which is an anime where you have this uh kid named Subaru and he repeatedly experiences death or rather when he dies he comes back to life and he has to relive this life or the moments of, of before the death all over again and it it did have that kind of tone to it where it's like dang like this this could be all this could be the end for the demon slayers as we know it you know and man just a I just really enjoyed the episode a lot. Okay. All right. Well, now let's talk about the Crunchyroll 2022 uh, Anime Award winners. Boom. Now, this is going to be, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, this is going to be a little bit different. So, let me get my uh, desk out the way. And, uh, man. Get that out of here. Get this pen out of my hand. You don't need that. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to try to put myself in the corner here. Corner, corner child, corner child, corner child, corner child. Okay, that worked. Um, this is going to be a little bit difficult because I was expecting them to just have like a straight up page where I can just like scroll down, but they have the videos connected to it. And so I'm going to have to click on each uh category and kind of see uh you know what what it is like who the winners are um but i'm not going to go through like all of the va performances i'm just going to go to uh english and japanese and then i'll do all the other categories so this should be going go by kind of quick but there's going to be a little bit of back and forth so y'all just bear with the brother for a little bit okay all right so now we go to best VA in English. 
And the winner was David Wall for Inosuke Shindo or Adam and Skate the Infinity, which I will take the, the public's um, uh, uh, count on that for their votes because, like I said, I don't watch dub that much. And so, you know, I just kind of threw out what I thought might have been a good one. And I think I picked uh, Juju Kaisen's uh, English voice actor. So if, if the world um, believes that David Wall was that guy, then then I'm, I'm with them on that. So now we go to, oh, no, what did I do? We'll see all winners. Okay. So now we go to uh, best VA uh, performance by Japanese, and that is Yuki Kaji for Aaron Yeager. Now, to me, this winner is uh, more of the popularity contest, you know, and don't get me wrong, like, like Aaron Yeager's voice actor Yuki Kaji did a fantastic job. But I, uh, I honestly believe that the voice actress who did Gabby in Attack on Titan was just spectacular. I mean, you got to think about the range of being a spunky, over-the-top character. And I, mean, I guess you could say that about Aaron Yeager's character, like having to be this, um, uh, you know, person that has gone through so much, endured so much, and try to express that in your character of kind of being tired and fed up and want to get like i could kind of see that but i really do believe that this win had a lot more to do with how big aaron yeager is uh as a character in in this anime title than all of the different voice actors in the um japanese category for va now like i said not to take away from yuki kaji but man i i still believe that uh the person the the lady that did um uh, Gabby's voice just was incredible. All right, so do I go? Oh, I can just click the top. Yay, that's faster. Let's let's go. All right, let's go to best film. We, I'm pretty sure we all know who the winner is for this. It can only be one. Look, I told y'all. I told you. I told you. Demon Slayer, Mugen Train. Like, look, the movie was just amazing. Like if you went to go see it, you just know that it was a great experience. And, you know, I, if anything, I think a lot of people that went to watch the movie were not having really any context, especially if you don't read the manga like myself, then you were really surprised at like the middle towards the end of this anime, because well, my goodness, was it a plot twist that I was not expecting. And I definitely ended that with tears in my eyes like i was trying to hold fight back my tears so bad in the theaters and i just had to let them flow i, I just couldn't hold back i just let them flow and you know i'm in there with my mask on and you know people in there they cry too and so that, I, that's one of the, the awesome things about anime and uh anime and manga community is we all like understand you know, we all kind of feel each other out. So if you feel emotional about certain scenes and stuff like that, like nobody is going to pick and prod at you and be like, oh, like you're a crybaby. Like, no, like it's, it's it's all family in a way. Okay, best comedy, best comedy is Kami Can't Communicate. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm actually shocked that um, 
uh, Nagato, uh, what's the name of it? Uh, Please Don't Tease Me, Senpai, or something. I can't remember the name of the anime, but I'm surprised it did not win because it was so funny. But I'm not going to lie, Comedy Can't Communicate has some really funny scenes too, but it was just, the, to me, Comedy Can't Communicate, they were like so, uh, they were a little bit more cheesy, cheesy comedy bits, I would say. And, and whereas um, Nogami, I'm saying it all wrong. Whereas that uh, senpai, like the way that she, he was being teased so much. I, I just really thought that that was going to end up being the winner. But, you know, I can't be too mad at this for winning because Kobe K Communicate was uh, a pretty good anime. And I would say that uh, if you're looking for something, um, you know, just kind of pass by the time and it's a little bit different, uh, you know, definitely watch this on Netflix. Um, pretty good, pretty good anime. Okay. We have the best fantasy, best fantasy. That is, wow. See, I look, I voted for this. The time I got reincarnated a slob season two. And man, I just, I just had to be honest. Like, I just felt like they it had way more over the top scenes and even though to me it felt like the progression of uh the second season you know it was kind of um not bland but it just it just seemed like there wasn't that much going on in the middle it was really like the the beginning and the end of the season where things were really taking off uh but still like a really good season overall and i mean yeah i i definitely declared it the winner and, and that's what happened. So good job on uh, 8-Bit Studio. Okay, we have best action. Best action. Uh, is this going to be, let's see, best action? Would that be best fighting scene? Is that going to be the same thing? Best animation? Oh, yeah, I guess this is going to be best. Uh, I guess, no, oh, best fight scene does have that. Okay, cool. So best action. Juju Kaisen won best action. Uh, I think, I think I voted for Attack on Titan on best action in this category. Uh, but I'm not mad at this. Like Juju Kaisen is definitely one of my favorite uh, animes uh, that that's came out, and so uh, like I, to me, this is a win. Still, you know, I'm 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 good with that. You know, we can make peace with it. Okay. Going on to best drama, and the winner is To Your Eternity. Now, best drama I voted for was Fruit Basket, the final season. And I I'm sorry, but I really do think that Fruit Basket got cheated out of this. I think because To Your Eternity was such a uh a I'm not going to say cutting edge or anything like that, but they really pushed this anime a lot from a marketing perspective and tried to get more people to watch it. And I'm not going to lie, me watching this anime, I did say like, holy, like smokes, like this is really crazy. Like what's, what's happening to this boy and his family. And then all of a sudden uh, you see this uh, special event that happens that, uh, takes over this kid's body and it's pretty much like living out his dream in a sense. And there's just so many different things that's going. And it's kind of like, um, 
this anime makes me think of what what reincarnation if reincarnation could be um uh turned into a movie or a show this is kind of what this would look like and that's kind of what uh to your eternity reminds me of but best drama i just i just wasn't i wasn't feeling the drama in this as much you know i like it being unique and having its own way yeah but drama no i think fruit basket was way more dramatic than this but that's just you know this is my thoughts okay uh we move to best romance best romance and the winner is hiromiya now uh i i think i think i voted for uh Hody mia i'm pretty sh- i think i did i can't remember to be honest <laughs> i can't i can't remember i probably should have wrote down a list of what i what i wrote down but uh even still i know that if i did or if i didn't uh Hody mia was definitely in my top two choices uh because this was a you know, well, the thing that I loved about their relationship between um, um, uh, Mia Muda, I think that was his name, uh, and Hody is they didn't waste much time to show that they wanted to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And so they kind of got them together pretty quickly. And you got to see the evolution of their romance of being boyfriend and girlfriend and kind of those touchy feeling moments of you know, hey, like you, uh, you know, we care about so so each other so deeply that after high school, we're going to continue to try to be with each other, uh, you know, as we pursue our lives, you know, whether it be college or, um, you know, a work life, work career and stuff like that. And so I, I and the introduction of, you know, introducing uh, Miyamura to her family, it was just all those different things. And to me, that's like a, a true romance of showing that growth between uh, two people. And I, I feel like the other um, nominees, uh, they didn't really have that major romance that played out. It was mostly like at the very end, you see this romance play out. And rather, whereas in Mia, the romance played out through pretty much the entire uh, series, which was cool. All right. We move on to our best fight scene. Ooh. And it is what? Oh my goodness. Oh, there it is. Okay. Well, I was about to say you you lie. You cheat. You making me click a video. <laughs> but Juju Kaisen, Yuji Itori, and Ayo Toto versus Hanami. And look, I I voted for this. Like, hands down, if you saw this fight, you knew that. This was just, I mean, it was just spectacular. Like, it was very unique. It was filled with humor, um, drama. Um, uh, what else? I mean, action. I mean, it just, so many things happened in this fight scene that plucked, like, all the good emotions. And, I mean, you just, you love to see it. And, I mean, that just had to be the winner, hands down, because this was absolutely one of the the top fights that everybody was talking about the boogie woogie <laughs> hey the boogie woogie i'm about to start dancing in this joint <laughs> okay all right we move on to uh best antagonist best antagonist 
and that is Aaron Yeager, Attack on Titan, final season, part one. Um, not surprised about this, you know. He definitely filled this role. Uh, I antagonist winner. I think I picked. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's the leader of the League of Villains in uh, My Hero Academia. And so uh, Kumuda, I think that was his name. But you know, he to me, I think he embodied a more full scope of an antagonist. Once again, I think this is just fandom just all over attack on titan and put casting all those votes because he was the bigger name uh even though man i mean my hero academia is a big anime too so maybe they people really truly did feel them that this way but i would also believe that these votes casted was also the manga community that probably knows a little bit more than we do and so yeah I don't know. I, I don't know if this is truly an accurate winner, but they, you know, it won. So that's what it is. Uh, best protagonist winner is uh, Otakawa, Ah Taxi. Now I was going to say, if they put, if Aaron Yeager won this category as well, I'm, you know, I'm calling rigged. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Not to, not my, not to my people at Crunchyroll. I would never do that, but uh, yeah, this is cool. You know, Otakawa. Now, I haven't watched the whole thing series of Odd Taxi. Um, so I'm going to just uh, pivot to the public's belief. And if Otakawa is that that protagonist, he's that cool, then, then that's cool. But I did hear um, Tensei, uh, who's a, a, a cool VTuber that I, I like to listen to. And, you know, he's my brother uh, from the Kevin X Tree. Uh, he said that the ranking of kings, um, Kuji, I think that's his name, probably should have been the 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 best protagonist. Um, but you know, I haven't gotten the finished ranking of kings yet, so I'll reserve that for later. Oh man, my nose is all stuffed up right now. <laughs> okay, so um where are we we're moving on to the best character design best character design and that goes to tarashi hiramatsu and that's juju kaisen yeah um best character design by far and uh, you know I, i've said this before and that's why i voted for juju kaisen is the style is so unique you know um of, of course uh attack on titan it gets that too but man, you can see the, you can see the the, uh, not lore, but the uh, impressions that come from artists that created uh, Berserk. You know, kind of embedded into Juju Kaisen. You know, some of that inspiration, and man, it's just it was just really cool. Like once, like out of the box. I remember when I saw Juju Kaisen for the first time and I ran to go tell Cosmo, bro, you have to watch this. You're going to love it. And man, like ever since then, we were tied in like like seatbelt buckled into watching Juju Kaisen. Great anime. OK, now we go on to best director. Now, I'm telling you right now, but I we I chose uh, Attack on Titan for best director. If If this did not win. We got a problem, Houston. We we have a problem. <laughs> what? 
Oh my goodness, bro. Best director winner is Baku Kinoshita or Odd Taxi. How? <laughs> how? How how do you beat Attack on Titan, bro? I just I can't I can't see it. When I was watching Odd Taxi, I was not I was not feeling I, it was not giving best director to me. <laughs> it just wasn't, man. This is this is kind of blasphemy. You know, that's kind of blasphemy. But uh, I'll leave that up to, you know, those that watched Odd Taxi. And maybe you can prove me to be wrong. You know, just, just let me know. All right. Best score. Best score is Yuki Kajura and Go Shina for Demon Slayer Mugen Train. And I'm pretty sure that this is what I voted for because, I mean, once again, going to the theater and watching um, Demon Slayer was, it was just a, an experience, you know, and especially if you watch this in um, the uh, IMAX-like uh, functions where, like, you got this higher-end sound quality and picture quality, Man, the sounds that's going from like left and right. I mean, you just felt like you were on this roller coaster ride, and it was just, it was just fantastic. I mean, I, I man, that night was just perfect when I went to go see the the film, and I, I really wanted to watch it a second time. But man, I'm just not really about that life of going to go see films multiple times. You know, like I, I just can't do it. You know, to, to the first time is good enough for me, and I can wait for it to come out digitally later to stream or something okay we go on to our next category which is best girl so man we're getting really close to the end y'all we're getting close uh best girl is ba -ba -ba -ba. wow nobody kugisaki now I, this is what I, this is my this is my <laughs> This is my thoughts. I did not vote for Nobada, but I did say that she was a cool, very, very cool chick. Now, I have many, I have a lot of different reasons why I think she won. Because on one side, I think that uh, she fits, um, she fits this, she don't fit the like typical girl stereotype, I guess you could say. And so I think there's just like this huge explosion of like, yes, we want to see like more badass girls in, in the anime. And I, I'm, I'm with y'all like 100%. I'm, I'm hands up. Uh, but the other side of me is like, man, I think my boy Cosmo voted multiple times to <laughs> To jack these numbers up. <laughs> hey, Kaz, Kaz is in the chat. That's crazy too. Yo, I know, I know that was you behind behind this um uh Florida gate. <laughs> Florida gate. <laughs> he jacking up the number, but no, I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, I, I understand why she won. Like, she is really cool chick. Um, you know pretty badass uh and you know even though i honestly would want i, I wanted uh total honda to win because i mean she just she's just wonderful like you got to protect her at all times but i cannot fend off the badassery that is nobody like she is a really cool chick and to be honest if i'm really being like going to take it y'all there juju kaisen probably has the dopest chicks 
in probably anime history as far as like personality and things that they could do and stuff like that. The only anime that I find to be uh, really other, like another anime that's unique in that space. And this goes back a little bit. So you have to think back, but bleach, think about bleach. Bleach really has some very awesome uh, chick designs and the personalities they have was really dope too. So I think people got to give bleach, uh, you know, uh, uh, Man, I'm already already forgetting the author, uh, Tight Kubo. They got to give him a lot of props because I mean he brought some real energy to this space of character design and um th- that uniqueness, you know. So <laughs> Oka says, "Hey, I I didn't even vote. So oh, so that's how you know it's real, right? You know it's real. If 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 you didn't vote, then uh, this is definitely how the people felt. That's what's up. I salute that. You know, I'm I'm definitely not mad at that win." Okay, best boy. Our best boy winner is do do Boji. Yes, Boji. I said uh, Koji. Boji, ranking of kings. Now this is who uh, uh, Tensei. Um, you know, a really cool v, uh, VTuber who you know plays uh, variety games when it comes to League of Legends, uh, Genshin Impact. I mean, just you know, really cool, really cool fella. Um, you know, he says that Boji is just the best boy and he's just wholesome and everything. So I didn't vote Bo- Boji. I think I voted for, uh, let's see, best boy. Dang. Who that? Do y'all remember who I voted for best boy? I don't even remember. It could have been like Aaron Yeager or somebody, but, um, but yeah, Boji, you know, because he said it and the compassion that he had in his voice, like, I'm not even mad at that. So Look, you know, I, I'm I'm with I'm on the train with that. No problem here. Okay, we move on to best ending sequence. Best ending sequence, which is Demon Slayer, Mugen Arc Train. Uh, did they did they put the? No, they didn't. They just said okay. So it's uh, Shirogane Lisa, and I voted for this, and I I told y'all that Lisa just delivers, man. Like her team of production and then the writing uh but that music is just just fantastic now here is something that i you know want to point out to y'all uh if you have not caught it if you listen to uh if you if you go and look at our manga dub for a bingo book chapter one uh there is a scene where i put in a a, a cd which is a demon slayer and you hear music and actually that song is that's being sang is <laughs> or interpretation of a song is this song by Lisa Shirogane pretty dope right look at that see look giving y'all some some uh easter eggs that y'all didn't even know about look at that see yeah you, you threw y'all bone y'all just didn't see it <laughs> All right, best opening sequence. Best opening sequence. I uh, believe I voted for Attack on Titan for this. And there it is. Best opening sequence winner, Boku no Senso. Um, that is Shinsei Katamata-chan for Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1. And man, look, if there's anything that I look, if there's anything that I know for sure as bangers, music bangers, I got that online. Like music is a big part of my life. And shout outs to my boy Bit because he be mixing 
out there and he got some dope tracks like we gotta we're gonna you you definitely gonna see some things coming out in the future if 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 everything goes to a plan to uh according to plan uh you know he'll be making some tunes for us too so all right we move we move on to best animation okay we're almost at the finish line y'all almost there best uh best animation goes to Demon Slayer, Mugen Train Arc. Now, the nominees were, uh, see, Juju Kaisen, Miss Koyabashi's Dragon uh, Maid S, uh, Mush- uh, Mushoku Tensei, uh, Vivi Florite's Eyes Song, and Wonder Egg Priority. Uh, best animation, I'm pretty, um, I think I voted for Juju Kaisen on this because I think I said something to the effect of, when you compare the two, can you really say that Mugen Train had the best animation compared to Juju Kaisen? And that was really hard for me. So I picked Juju Kaisen. And I, to, to be honest, I still believe that. Because if you think about, if you look at uh, season two of Demon Slayer for the entertainment arc, bro, I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, y'all can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But the last two episodes for uh, in the entertainment district arc blows Mugen Train fight scenes out the water to me. And maybe I'm just, uh, you know, just captured in this moment right now. And, I'm, you know, maybe I'm hype beasting, but I really do feel like that's those scenes that we just saw in the, in the anime over this past weekend. That was like the masterpiece. I say best animation if you want to uh, nominate for that. Uh, but I still feel like Juju Kaisen had the the better uh, action or better animation. Period. But you know, like I said, it's still Demon Slayer, so there <laughs> there's really no losers here. To be honest, that's definitely one of my favorite animes of all time for sure. And you know, we're in season two, so there's still a lot more to be desired, right? All right, and we have our last category, which is anime of the year. Now, I picked. Um, Attack on Titan because it's a movie, man. Like the way I look at Attack on Titan is it's just a, such a movie. It's just well directed. The music bangs. The sounds are great. It just entails all of that. So I'm really interested to see what took the number one spot, and it is Attack on Titan final season part one. Big, big mapple. <laughs> Map or put that you gotta put that big map on there. Yeah, hey, look. I just man, if 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 you are a fan of anime and you watch Attack on Titan, and I said this before, Attack on Titan is special, man. Like it's just it's such a unique story. The the art is different. Um, you know, I remember when I first saw this anime for the first time, that first scene where you see the Titan leaning over to the side and looking at Aaron like mano y mano I was like yo what am I yo what is the ride that I'm about to go on because this is different and man they've delivered so much like I mean I'm not gonna lie in the beginning of season two uh you know it was it was dragging his feet a little bit especially if you were reading the manga you know that area in the manga it was just so dialogue heavy uh but Man, like all that dialogue, like it meant something towards the end 
uh, or as we're getting towards the end of this this uh, fantastic anime. So, yeah, definitely anime of the year. Like, I I don't really see how this could be argued at this point, in my opinion. I mean, watching Attack on Titan is like watching a movie, like straight up. Okay, that is all of our anime uh, nominations and winners. So let's get to the 